so well in English or Spanish or your language, you know, whatever that is. And there are things that the, the Lord aims to bring this house into and the people represented uh, that you simply need the helper to come and help you pray. And you feel it all night. You can feel like we are just like we're right there, like it's about to burst. But sometimes you got to pray in the Holy Ghost, as they say where I'm from. So I believe that actually what the Spirit of the Lord wants us to do right in this moment is to collectively, if you got a prayer language, that's fantastic. I implore you to exercise it in the moments ahead. If you don't yet, you ask that the Holy Spirit would fill you because it is the promise. We are promised that the Holy Spirit will come and fill us. Um, you will actually begin to speak in other language, pray in other languages. So right now, corporately, as they play and do what they're doing, we're just going to we're just going to just pray in the Holy Ghost. So let's do it. Uh, lift your voices. I just say spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Every voice in this house just begin to lift it. See if something doesn't break. See if something doesn't shift. King of glory, would you have your glory? Thank you, Lord. 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 Press in, church. <laughs> Press in, church. Press in. Hallelujah. 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 Wisdom and understanding. Strategy, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Fill the house, Father. Build the house, Father. Build the house, Father. that shift kind of thing sometimes like it gets really awkward before it gets really holy <laughs> sometimes like I don't know how I feel about this you don't need to be so driven by the feelings <laughs> sometimes we need to check our brains and our reason at the door and let the Spirit of God bubble up deep cries out to deep with the sound of his waterfalls the deep in him is crying out to the deep in us and sometimes there is no other way it just doesn't work any other way oh man it feels good in here
Oh, good. You guys, you guys look like you're a hundred pounds lighter just looking at you. Looks like the weight of the world is off of you. <laughs> Build yourself up in the most holy faith. I'm gonna let Ember come up and say some things. I was just like, you gotta take those moments. Grab them by the horns. Come be. <laughs> Woo. Hey guys. Am I on? Okay. Welcome back, you guys. I'm so glad to see your faces. Glad to see you. Hi, Danielle. So um, something was on my heart when we were singing that song. That last one just about how he, he, he raised this life up from the dead. And I was thinking, isn't he so good that even after he saves us, even after he redeems us, like he raises dead things in us to life, like a dead pattern of thinking or a wound or a hurt or... And I just felt him say right then, like, like I freed you out of your self-righteousness. And I freed you out of your, even your legalism or, or your works. Like, I, I did that. Like, sometimes you think, like, well, I sought the Lord and he drew, he was drawing you to himself. Like, I was seeking him. But no, he was, he was drawing me, you know. And I just feel like that's what he's saying. Like, I don't ever stop. I don't ever stop pursuing you. I don't ever stop seeking you out those things in you that you want to be made whole like I'm pursuing you like a hound like his love is like you know relentless and I just felt like just to give him thanks right now for whatever I mean his salvation but whatever he's done in your life you know like if it weren't for you God I would be dead if it weren't for you God I'd be stuck in that old way of thinking or I'd be stuck in that situation or whatever it is just like if you could just in your own words right now out loud or even to yourself I just thank you God Father, I thank you that you are so good. I thank you that even when it seems like we're alone, you are right there. I thank you that the truth of your word is higher than our feelings. I thank you, God, that you redeem every thought pattern that that exalts itself up against the knowledge of you, against the truth of your word and the truth of who you are. I thank you that you set us free in the spirit of our mind and you heal our souls, God, and you deliver us, God. I thank you that you're always seeking after us. We praise you, God, that even when it feels like we're seeking you, you're really drawing us more. We thank you that it's always you, and we thank you that it's always because of you, God. We praise you, God. It's all about you, Jesus. So, Father, we ask that you just help us fix our eyes on you tonight. Help us stop navel-gazing and self-analyzing and help us look to the cross. Jesus, help us look to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. So before I um, invite Justin back up, I just wanted to thank some people. Um, even though it's a small, what you would say, conference, um, it's a lot for a little church to put on. Like, you don't realize the work that goes into it until you're right in the thick of it. And I just want to thank some people, um, Eric and Bob on sound, our worship team, they're doing, an, they never do two full sets in a weekend. Like, thank you guys. You are awesome. The time that they put into it. Jesse and Sally for putting on food. I thank you so much. Um, Pastor Rachel, I want to thank you because... I came to you with thoughts and ideas, and you're, you always empower. And I just thank you for that. Like, you see the good in us, and you raise it up. Just thank you. Thank you for that. And I thank you for my husband. He's not down here yet, but he's doing stuff behind the scenes, and he's good. 
and just thank, thank all of you for being here and Todd and Sandy for helping and everyone who helped with registration. I just love you guys. Just thank you. Without further ado, I just welcome Justin back up. Why don't you guys give it up for Amber and all the hard work she's put into this as well. Come on. Good night. This is a good start. Worship team, fantastic guys. Thank you so much for bringing us in. Oh man. You need, <laughs> worship is a good thing, right? Yeah. You don't appreciate great worship till you've been around bad worship, right? <laughs> there's no such thing as bad worship. Well, yeah. worship, there's no such thing as bad worship. There's a musical expression that's not healthy sometimes. <laughs> you guys are, you guys have a fantastic team. Thank you guys so much. Um, everybody, it's a it's an honor to be here. I've had a great time today. Thank you for those of uh, you who have hung with us. And for those of you who are new tonight, welcome, welcome. My name is Justin. I'm excited to be here, kind of navigating, uh, asking the Holy Spirit, like, what do you want to do tonight? Uh, what is your, your purpose? Because I can come with my ideas and my plans, um, but those, uh, those don't always go the way that you think they're going to go. And uh, I, I didn't come here to just you know, give you the best Justin has to offer. I, I came to give you what the Lord wanted um, for this place. I do believe that God has a word um, for us tonight, and there's something that is on heaven's agenda in this place. And uh, I feel like we're going to get into some prophecy tonight. I, I really feel a strong urge, unction, desire to prophesy tonight. And even uh, I want to break down some things in the arena of spiritual gifts. I know that we have a mixed crowd. You came for different reasons tonight. Um, but the beauty of the kingdom is when the gospel of the kingdom is preached, miracles, signs, and wonders follow the believer. So as long as I preach the gospel, he's faithful to come in and do the rest, right? So it doesn't matter what the emphasis is. As long as the emphasis is Jesus, all the stuff happens. So if I be, he said, if I be high and lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. So we make a big deal out of Jesus and he comes and he never, ever, ever disappoints. And whatever he comes and whatever he brings is going to be sufficient and enough, but he always exceeds our expectations. He doesn't come and supply our needs according to our best understanding of his riches and glory. He supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory, not our best understanding and his riches and glory is pretty fantastic. So uh, I'm amped to be here tonight. Um, I also feel, I feel a, a lot of feels tonight, so you're going to have to bear with me. I'm trying to navigate. I'm going to pray again just to get myself reeled in and make it legal. I'm going to drop that and leave it there. It's going to get worse, I promise. Well, let's pray again. Just uh, close your eyes, fix your, fix your focus on Jesus. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Just lift up some form of thanksgiving. It can be just some form of sound. Just let the Lord know specifically what you're thankful for. We give him specific requests all the time about what we would like to see change. Why don't we specifically thank him? Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for health in my family. Thank you for providing for us, God. Thank you for this house. Thank you, Lord, uh, that the kingdom is advancing all over the earth. Thank you for Michigan and what you're doing in this city, God. Thank you for the families represented. Thank you for the businesses represented. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that there would be a visitation of your Holy Spirit in this place tonight. I thank you that you fill the hungry and you comfort the hurting. And I pray in the name of Jesus that those, came, uh, those who came seeking wisdom and understanding would get that from you, Father. I pray that as we gaze upon your face that we would be transformed into your image and likeness. Holy Spirit, would you crash in this place? Would you break down every wall that we have constructed uh, that has kept you out? But we just declare... 
The King is coming in. 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 I declare over the assembly here in Jackson that the Spirit of the Lord is about to visit you in a fashion the likes of which you've not seen in a long time. It doesn't mean you've been doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you've missed it. It just means that He aims to lavish His love on you in this season. I see a baptism of love. I see a baptism of compassion. I feel like there's about to be an outbreak of salvations as the, the people of God are sparked and spurred out into the street. It's like I saw a spur on the back of a boot and it began to kick the church and the church like took off and went into the streets. So I just declare that the Lord is going to spur you into action. It's a good thing. It's a holy uh, provoking uh, into action. And I just declare that this will be your reasonable service in light of what he's done. I thank you for the harvest coming in. I thank you with that, God. There are healings. There are destinies. There are miracles, signs and wonders. Lord, I declare uh, the peace of God over every household, that everywhere there's been assignment of uneasiness and anxiety and fear and disruption, I break it in the name of Jesus. I break um, a thing of like a financial struggle um, and, and even like generational mentality that lends itself to poverty. I break it off by the Spirit of God. And I thank you that you supply our needs according to your riches and glory. So we tap in to heaven's economy, God. We don't even want to operate in this realm. We say, yeah, we want what you have to offer us and we enter in to your rest. We say we will leave works and striving at the door and we will step into your plan. Lord, I bless this house. I bless this house. I bless these people right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I came in the other day, as soon as I got in the car and started driving this direction, the Lord dropped a few words of knowledge. A word of knowledge is a, is a seemingly random bit of information that the Lord has. He's highlighting something he wants to do. So I feel like I'm going like, to kind of start here actually tonight and then we'll get into some teaching and we'll go back into some prophetic ministry. We're going to do everything and tonight. And the kingdom's going to come. I think people are going to get healed tonight. I don't think. I know. I know people are going to get healed tonight. So there will be healings in the house. There will be prophecy in the house. I do believe actually that for those of you that have not received uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of tongues that the Lord is offering that tonight. I feel a strong unction of the Lord that there is a baptism like he will prove himself tonight. Not because I'm here, but because he's here. And because we come uh, hungry and thirsty and he does not disappoint. He doesn't ever disappoint. Um, specifically the date, uh, March 17th, um, March 17th. Is that a significant date for somebody? March 17th, it could have been, uh, it could have been 317. I think it's March 17th. And it's okay if, if it doesn't click right now. Um, I'll come back to a lot of these things multiple times, not because I'm, I'm okay with being wrong. I can miss it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, what's March 17th? My dad passed away four years ago. Your dad passed away four years ago. Okay. Were you close with your father on March 17th? What was his name? Um, Jack Henry. Okay, Jack Henry. All right. Um, were you close with your father? Um, last few mm. years, no, because he lived in Florida. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, well, and you said it was, was his name was Jack Henry. Is that what yes. you said? 
Jack Henry, what, what, uh, what um, type of work was your father in? My father did a lot of different things. Okay, so yeah, Jack yeah, Henry was like, a jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I'm feeling like because this is this is a consistent theme. I was actually talking about it at lunch. I, she wasn't up there, was she? Okay. So I was talking about how I've been in a lot of meetings, and the Lord's actually been bringing up places of, of hurt and heartache, um, not because he just wants to bring the heartache up, but because he wants to bring it full circle and show you that out of pain, he's looking to do a new thing. And, and I just really felt like um, because of that being the significance of your dad's death, that there's some stuff that actually he carried um, that some of his children never picked up. And even like sometimes you'll see mantles and mandates or um, like destiny on a life that you'll see it in uh, parents and then children and then multi-generational, you'll see them do similar things. I felt like there was some stuff in the area of uh, like relational favor with your father. Like he, like he was a, a man of reputation of like being a friend and a man of his oh, word yeah, and stuff like that. Love my dad. Yeah. And I feel like it's with you that it would be a, a thing of people like honoring your word and liking you and that presence, but actually leveraging it forward to a degree he didn't understand in his lifetime where God's going to cause a similar thing that was on your dad to move on you. And actually this bringing up the sign of his passing is not him passing uh, passing away, but passing on a torch to you. And I saw the Lord actually offer you this, this opportunity to run uh, with him in this season with this torch. And it's not that you're defined by what your dad did, but it's actually there will be some similarities of your father and you. And you may actually find if you um, look back at your dad's life that there was some encounters with God that maybe weren't talked about openly, or maybe they were. But there's, it was almost like there was a call or there was something for your dad in the, in the ministry arena that never was fully realized, but I saw you picking it up. My dad never Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 what it would be is like whether people step into their destinies or not, they're there for them. Okay, so we can choose to step in or we can choose to disavow knowledge of that. The reality is it's still there, and as an inheritance to you, you can lay into some of the stuff that he never tapped into. And I really think that you might find if you go back looking at your father, there was like a prophetic word or even like his, his parents or grandparents said, one day you're going to do this. Like it's funny how parents and grandparents have intuition about the lives of their children. It's more prophetic than we realize. But I feel like there's something uh, that was on your dad's life that will be a marker on yours and then some. You'll add your own special sauce to the mix. You know what I mean? So I bless you in Jesus' name. Um, now, I know that we have a Luke here, uh, but is there another Luke in the room? Your maiden name is Luke. Okay. All right. And I, I just have random ones. Okay. What, where's the other Luke? You're Luke. Okay. What's your birthday, bro? June 7th. Okay. All right. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was like, it's the 8th today. Happy birthday, bro. How old are you? 11. Come on, dude. All right. So... Luke, Luke, Luke is your maiden name. Okay, and these, are, these words of knowledge can coincide, and sometimes when I'm talking about them, I'm like, oh my God, this, this, it's, it's like, whoop, you know, I don't know what it means, but I have goosebumps, right? It was a joke, but it's funny to me. So I'm going to laugh, and you can do whatever you want to do. Um, but also, too, uh, any one of those, is there, is there someone in your family that has a thing uh, where, like, breast cancer was a diagnosis or it was an issue? Was it with you? Both, both, both. My mom's mom and my dad. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Any of their birthdays or dates of passing, would they have been in March? Out of curiosity. You don't have to add, like, but if, if you can figure that out, try to figure it out before the service is over. If not, just tell me. And I, it doesn't have to be, but it wouldn't be uncommon. So, because I saw they came together. I don't know that they're together, but I always try to find out. So, but, but I got, I got the um, March 17th, I got the name Luke, and then I had a breast cancer. It was all together. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying they have to be together. I'm just trying to, this is my process externally. I will stop in the middle of my prophetic process and do teachable moments because it doesn't benefit you for me to spout off this information and not tell you how I do it because then you'll never learn how to tap into it yourself. What's up back here? So your husband is Luke? Okay. His hiring date was? March 17th. Okay, so Luke's dad's hiring date. And the guy in the yellow? Yeah, that's your husband. Okay, gotcha. Okay, this is interesting. See, because if we don't talk about this, we don't understand it. And we always like, oh, that's really cool when the man of God or the woman of God stands up and does it. But if we figure this out, we're like, hey, I have scattered thoughts too. <laughs> what's, your, what's your process? Cupcake, zipper, armadillo. What does that mean? God's talking. You guys all right? We're going to have fun. I'm going to do some teachable moments because I'm going to, we're going to be in Corinthians, by the way. So 1 Corinthians starting at 12, 13, 14. We're going to go all through it just for fun tonight. And we're going to demonstrate. And the glory of the Lord is going to come in the, the room. And people are going to get healed. People are going to get prophesied over. There's going to be deliverance from some aches of seasons past. A bunch of fun stuff is going to happen because God always backs the teaching of the word and the, and the kingdom. Yes, sir. Uh, my ex-wife's birthday is March 17th. March Okay. 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 What was your son's birthday? Or what was the, uh, the, the day that you lost him? On Halloween. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to, uh, to, to lock in some of these because it takes a minute because I'll stand in, stand in stadiums uh, with thousands of people, stand in rooms of 50 people. And oftentimes I can give very detailed information and I'm unaware of it, but it sometimes it takes a little going back, especially when you're going into deeper things. And without fail, I'll have people come up to me at the end of a meeting and say, this was, you know, my birthday and this was my anniversary and my maiden name was this and I broke my leg on, you know, like multiple things. And it's just like sometimes we have to acclimate ourselves to receiving from God maybe in a way that we had not previously done. So I want to pray for you. And so there was uh, breast cancer is kind of a thing that was uh, happened on both sides of the family, but your maiden name was Luke. So it affects that side of the family as well. Will you stand up and stand in for your family? We're just going to pray over you. I just felt really strongly too that with that, it was a thing that had run through family lines and that it, that it was going to stop there, that it wasn't going to go any further. So there was any subtle fears or anxiety about, oh, is this going to happen or, or even skip me and go to a different generation. I just want to tell you that it's not going to happen. So let's stretch your hands this way real quick. So God, we just bless. We bless. We thank you that one blessing is better than 6,000 curses. So we just bless in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. And we just declare um, that there is a generational blessing on their household and their namesake from this day forward that we don't care about curses. We don't care about whatever. And I just declare over you that the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish these things. I thank you for fire in glory in the name of Jesus. And I even saw the Lord hit you. And even in your blood, I see the Lord doing a work that's actually like, hallelujah. 
increase, increase, increase. There's even something in, in like the physical blood that I feel like the Lord is beginning to reset and is circulation and resetting and circulation and resetting. And I just bless you. And I even feel like as a sign and a wonder to you that the Lord is going to use you to see breast cancer healed and issues of blood healed. So even like issues with diabetes and whatnot and all sorts of, uh, I even see different types of like hepatitis this and hepatitis that um, and, and all forms of, of blood issues. The Lord's actually loosing an anointing. I saw like uh, like uh, when you see like the, the, the hood of a car when it's really hot, like the, the, the air looks wavy above it because of the heat. I actually saw actually the Lord uh, losing something over your left hand. I believe it's an anointing for that healing right now. So I bless you. I bless your household. We say that breast cancer will bow to the name of Jesus, that blood issues will bow to the name of Jesus. And we just declare over the, the, the namesake of Luke and this and forward um, that's no longer that we just declare uh, that if from the root it is fixed that that if the root is good the fruit is good so we just declare wholeness and holiness is there anybody in this room that has a diagnosis of uh, breast cancer or something like that in the room anybody else I'm not I'm none of those words of knowledge have to hit you but is there something with breast cancer in the room or, or a um, propensity in the family for breast cancer because if there is I'm going to have Laura pray for you before you leave, okay? So let's do it now because the anointing's here and I'm not going to wait. Come over here. Let's, we're going to mix it up. This is not normal church. I'm sorry. You came to a service where you let this guy have the microphone and that's a problem. Laura, break it off of their family. Simple. Just release what you got. As, as freely as you received what you just got. And use your left hand because I saw the fire of God in your left hand. Just put your hand on her. And then whoever you need to pray for, go pray. And, and you don't have to do it super weird. Just loose it and, and let the glory. So we thank you, God. We thank you that your presence is here. Lord, we thank you that there's an anointing in this room. Uh, a breaker anointing to break the yoke of the enemy. And we just declare healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. This is going to be really, really, really easy tonight. Really, really, really easy tonight. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I feel like, is there something with a pancreas? Uh, pancreas? Is there somebody dealing? I don't even know where a pancreas is at, but like, I, I feel like there's a, like something with, with pancreas or pancreatic cancer or something, some issue with that organ in your body. Is that it? Who is that? Pancreas. Okay. Okay. Pancreas. Okay. What's going on? My son is a type 1 diabetic. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is what I'm going to do. You guys make your way to her next. I'm actually going to move her out of the middle of the aisle so she can pray. As soon as she's done releasing that, this is going to be simple. But I'm telling you that we got to be like quick and aware of what the Spirit of the Lord's doing. Sometimes we overcomplicate. It's like, oh, God's doing this. Just loose it. And then you, like as freely as you receive this, this thing of impartation, the transference of the anointing through the laying on of hands is real. I promise you it's real. So um, I'm going to have you also pray for these two ladies because there's um, uh, diabetes and pancreas issues. And just do the same thing. I'm going to put you to work tonight, okay? You got something, so now you got to do something with it, okay? So they're going to be praying while I'm doing stuff. And whether you like it or not, it's what we're doing. It's going to be fun. <laughs> What's your name in the blue shirt? Danielle. Danielle. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Will you stand real quick? It just helps me. Um, just kind of sort people out from the crowd. There's a unique anointing on your life. Uh, there's a unique anointing on your life. And I felt like um, there, there was... Um, 
Hmm. I'm seeing different things. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the scales of justice, and then I'm seeing musical scales. I'm seeing the scales of justice, and then I'm seeing musical scales. And I feel like there's a, this release of justice coming from your life. It's almost like a social justice and a cry for those who don't have a voice, a voice for the voiceless, and someone who will represent, represent um, those who don't have someone to represent them. And there's even like a bold, fiery Joan of Arc kind of thing, like a female fierce liberator kind of thing. But I actually actually see the Lord um, releasing justice to you uh, in this season, re- releasing justice to you and through you. And there's a balancing of the scales that have been out of whack. And when you read the Bible, justice doesn't look like scales this, it looks like scales balanced. In the Bible, um, God speaks and he says um, uh, that, that all, the, all the weights are in his bag. In other words, he ascribes weight where things are imbalanced and he brings balance. So justice looks like righteousness and truth uh, meeting in the middle and there's grace and mercy there. But I see the Lord. Uh, what kind of work do you do? You're a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Um, there, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that because there isn't anything wrong with it. It's one of the highest callings, but I, I feel I see an arena of you actually being pulled because of your heart. It's actually a deep cry in your heart to actually implement change in certain things. Uh, and it, it looks to me like what I'm seeing is like a release of, of justice and setting scales right. And I see like um, it, it's, it's, it's orphans and widows, widows and orphans, but it's like a cry of justice. And sometimes uh, we are the answer to the prayers that we pray, but I see your representation actually doing something. And I feel like very strongly, I don't say this lightly and I don't say it often, but I feel like it's such a level of call on your life that it will get the attention of, uh, of some form of government agencies where they look at some of the solutions that God has given you as like, this is just the answer to the problem. And I don't know what it is, but it looks like orphans uh, being put in homes and it looks like widows that are not going to be alone the rest of their life. And it's, a, it's, it's pure religion is what it is. And the Spirit of the Lord is on you in the season. And you need to know it's something beautiful in it because it's justice. You don't have any type of musical anointing, do you? Any, anything with music? <laughs> Did you, you didn't play tonight though, did you? Do you play keys? Do you play keys? What is your thing? Okay. Yeah, because I saw music scales, you know, like in, uh, when I see it, it's not always because someone's, a, but I saw you like releasing. And even now there's actually an angel that just got loose to you and actually you're covered in light right now. It's weird. Did you feel so? You feel something on the right side of you right now? Because there's, there's like, there, yeah, it's okay. That's fine. But there's actually, there's an angel standing on your right side right now. And this angel is assigned to you. It's going to be a helper because angels are ministers to the heirs of salvation. But now you've been given a mandate. So you have a job to do that you're not able to do on your own. You'll need the Holy Spirit and you're going to learn how to partner with this. God's going to take you in the deep. I feel the Holy Spirit on this. God's going to um, loose you into new levels of intercession that you haven't even understood before. In the same way, how many kids you have? three kids. The same way that you've birthed children in the natural, you're going to begin to birth things in the spirit. And you're going to go through the same feelings that you had with some of that. And you're like, oh, it's, it's time, you know. Uh, and I'm telling you that you're not, you didn't like, you, you're, you've been carrying this thing for longer than you realize. And, and it's, it's, there's going to be a season where the water will break, where it's time to push. And it's the most important time. But I bless you in Jesus' name. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you to, to loose this thing in the earth. I bless you in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, watch for God government agencies to take notice of what the Lord is birthing in you. I know it's scary. I know it's intense, but watch the word of the Lord accomplish itself. I bless you in Jesus name. All my Luke's stand up right now. Luke, Luke, and then Luke. All right. 
We're figuring this out. And sometimes a word of knowledge is just an indicator of I'm looking to do some things here. You, man, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's creativity all over you, dude. And humor. Are you one of those guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the next YouTuber? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's something, uh, it's something actually about your, your personality and the way that God ordered you. It's just like I see a relational favor. People will talk about IQ, so like your intelligence, but there's an EQ, it's an emotional quotient. So like you're emotionally intelligent, so you know how to relate to everybody. And uh, it it's really works out well for you, gets you out of trouble a lot of times, gets you into trouble <laughs> sometimes also. But, but I actually feel like the Lord is going to use you like Barnabas in the Bible was an encourager. And I see you as like an encourager and you fight for the underdog and you, you kind of take up for those who don't have anybody to take up for them. The Lord is about to loose on you leadership like you didn't even understand. And it's okay. I know I'm giving you a lot of stuff. It's a little intimidating. You're like, why are you making me stand up, bro? This is intense. <laughs> but uh, I actually, um, I, I feel like God is about to give you unusual favor. How old are you? Eleven. And I want to encourage you that, that, that just because you're 11 doesn't mean God doesn't want to partner with you and to see things. Josiah was just a boy when he became king. He was one of the better kings um, of that era. And I just see this, this great leadership thing being loosed on you, but it's not so serious, you know. It's not like so rigid that people can't respond to you. There's a relational thing on you. And I saw the Lord teaching you about healing and giving you boldness to step out. And uh, like, it's going to be weird because you'll be sitting with your friends and they'll be like really upset because their parents are getting a divorce or somebody passed away. And you, you're going to know by the spirit of God, like I need to crack a joke now or I need to stop and pray now. And it'll be like, it'll be 50-50. Like you don't even know. Like I would, and then the Lord's going to say, you pray for them right now. And I want to encourage you to pray when he says pray because there's a grace for it right in that moment. And when he says tell a joke, you tell a joke. Don't you dare pray when he says tell a joke. <laughs> Is that okay? All right. Awesome. My dude, my dude, God's been talking to me about you for a couple of days. You're in, I'm just kidding. You're not in trouble. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so I felt like what the Lord said is that he was doing a deep work in your heart and in your understanding and even in your walk with him. It's not that you don't have history with him, but I saw like a deep, um, you know, like, a, like a pearl in, in, in is like a sand that's just you know, an irritation that's just being finely processed, but it takes time. And I saw like a great pearl being placed inside of you. And it's a wisdom. I really believe that there's like an evangelistic thing on your life uh, that you're going to lead people into the kingdom. And sometimes people get intimidated because it's like, I got to lead everybody to the Lord. It's just going to be a select few that the Lord's like, this person's ready. It's time for them now. There are people you will lead to the Lord that nobody else can even talk to. And I, I feel like the Lord's even going to visit you in dreams and give you like these, these moments where you're like, oh, this person's ready to hear the gospel. And I even felt like there's going to be people you're connected to that you don't even know how deeply they're hurting. Um, but God's going to say this person is on the verge of maybe harming themselves or maybe suicide. And you're going to feel like right now I need to find, search this person out and let them know that they're loved. And rather than killing themselves, they're going to give their life to Jesus. And you'll be known as one of those friends who snatch them out of the, the mouth of hell. And I just really want to encourage you. Leadership is on you and you don't have to rush it. You're in the timing of God. It's not like an urgency thing. You're going you're gonna to do amazing. But there is such a wisdom in well-placed words feel like you're a man of few words, but the words that you say carry weight. And it's okay. You don't have to say a lot of stuff. I'm a preacher, so I say one thing with a lot of words. You're going to say a lot of things in a few words. It's a difference. It's not the art of preaching. It's the art of 
you know, just sharing uh, a word placed in due season. So I bless you, dude. Uh, and the Lord told me he was giving you a sword. He's giving you a sword and rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, and, and like even discerning men's hearts like the same way, like between bone and marrow, there's a discerning of spirits that's on your life. You're gonna understand where people are at and it's gonna be really, really, really good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just say over you and your household and that side of your family that there's something fresh, there's something new and it's like a merger of like, this is a, a heritage and a legacy and a fullness of time altogether and God's visiting your household. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, oh, is there anybody in here that's like, um, like I see skateboarding, but I see a longboard, like a longboard skateboarding. Is that you? Is there anybody else that's like longboard skateboarding? If it occurs to you that that's you, stand up. But I know it's you right now too. Okay, all right. You haven't carried it in here, have you? Okay, I just make sure. Here's another thing too, a little teachable moment. Sometimes the prophetic is so familiar because no, there's no information that's new information in the heart of God. So oftentimes the prophetic feels more like a memory, but it's something you never experienced because everything in the heart of God is prior information. Does this make sense? So he knows all your days. He's numbered the hairs on your head. He knows, you know, every breath that you're going to take. So when you get a prophetic word of uh, uh, like of knowledge, sometimes it feels so familiar that you disregard it. Most people are getting prophetic information all the time. Are you guys, some of you getting nervous that I'm not like hitting this with scripture yet? Because I'm going to do it, I promise. You're like, what is he doing? Is this new, is this new age? <laughs> I'm messing with you guys. What's your, is it Greg? What's your name? Greg. Greg. See, that ruins the prophetic conference. Like I can't, his name tag is, <laughs> oh, dude. How old are you right now? Uh, 22. 22. Have you, um, have you traveled many places yet? A little bit. A little bit? Um, is, there any, is there anything with Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah. I had a Hawaii. Yeah. Was there anything like with you and, and, and like, something specific with Hawaii. I, f I feel like there's, there's going to be something really significant with Hawaii. And I know that I just did a long word. I'm not just doing a, a word association or, or whatever, but I feel like there is a specific thing of, of Hawaii. I feel like, um, like you have a call on your life, but I don't feel like it's traditional ministry call. I feel like you kind of got like, you're going to spend a time in ministry school. I know that YWAM's got a place in Kona. And I feel like potentially you might suppose, like maybe you're supposed to go there. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You pray and see. But that blue light just showed up behind you, which is like revelation sometimes. So maybe, maybe the Lord's talking to you about some things. But I actually saw um, like, a, like a, a relational apologetics thing on your life. Uh, where an actually like, through life and sitting down and living life with people, you're gonna be able to share the gospel in a really practical way. I saw a grace for business on your life, um, that there are actually some, like you won't always work for other people. I see there's this new model that the Lord is releasing in the earth where he's empowering entrepreneurs so that they're financially stable and they don't work nine to five so they can go on assignment to different places. And I feel like the Lord, even in the season, is going to, whether it's Kona or whatever, it might be, it might not, it probably is, but I don't know, you know, I can be wrong. But, and, and it may not even be, you may even be like, this is weird. I don't even like 
Sometimes God will send us even into streams or ministries or, that we're not totally on board with. Like, uh, I never saw Global Awakening coming. I would have chosen a different one. But the Lord said, you need to go here because they're going to balance you out on some things. So I just see like a missional awareness um, coming to your mindset, but it going into marketplace and I see business. And I see uh, there's some web-based ones uh, that, that I feel like God's going to give you strategy. And it's probably very intimidating to a 22-year-old guy because you're like, Jesus, I just want to longboard, you know. Uh, <laughs> all I did was bring, you know, like all I did was longboard and be awesome. And now I have to do things. Uh, but it's the nature of God. Like he pours out his spirit and asks us to do things, fulfill the great commission. But I, I feel like that that's going to happen in your life, man. I, I really do. And uh, there's, there's something very significant about something, legitimately, jokes aside, something that's going to happen in Hawaii uh, that's going to change your worldview and it's going to alter your way of thinking. It's going to leverage you into the next 10 years of your life. But I feel like at, I heard the Lord say age 26 or something about 26 or something about age 26 that there's going to be a radical turning point in your life, almost like things are really going to begin to take off. And that's a little ways from now, but there's a lot of things that God's going to instill in your life um, yeah, then, so I just bless what's on your life. I bless what's on your life. Um, um, is there anything with like culinary like stuff, with food and stuff like that? I like you like food? <laughs> okay. I love food. Me and you, we could hang out. We'll go surf in Hawaii and eat food. I saw you, I saw you, and it might be something to do um, with that business, but I, but I saw you actually, something to do with culinary uh, something, culinary arts, culinary understanding, and maybe a business model that the Lord has for you in the future. But I saw you with like the white hat on and with like the, the, the white stuff in it. And it wasn't just like another, uh, like a line cook or something like that. It was like a actual someone with credentials and whatnot. So dude, I bless you in the name of Jesus. God, give him wisdom, understanding, and begin to reveal yourself to him obnoxiously. Um, you're going to, there's these coincidences of like, oh man, that's, that's a coincidence. They're going to happen so much. You're going to be annoyed by it. So I just <laughs> letting you know, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You guys all right? Yes. My man, will you stand up? Yeah. Is it the Eric, right? Yeah. I can read your tag. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, oh, you got two Eric's. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You next, you're next. No, you, you first, and then I'll get you, yeah. It's okay. It's not like the Holy Spirit missed you. you know, he's like five feet away. I hope he can reach. <laughs> See, this can be fun. I thought church was supposed to be lame. Dude. There's a real uh, wisdom of structures and frameworks and like line upon line, precept upon precept. And I, I saw a a networking anointing on your life that is very, it's not like a, like a, sometimes you hear networking, you're like, eh, it feels kind of, no. It's not like that. It's, it's like a holy uh, apostolic networking type of thing that the Lord is loosing on you. And I feel like um, there is, so you're not from here. I know this. You visited from somewhere else. What do you do? Have we talked past that? Or? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I actually, I was born and raised in You were born and raised. What are you doing now? You lead worship, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's like it's like um, the Lord's leading you into some stuff. He's gonna step you out into some like man. I've been this way before, and it's okay. And I'm just like here to tell you 
that it's legit. Um, and there is a shift. There's a, there's a gift shift happening in your life. It doesn't mean you will walk away totally from what he's had you in. It means that the, it's, it's an upgrade um, in the Lord. And I actually, I really felt like in the same way that you've labored and served for other people in seasons past, the Lord is appointing and sending people to you. I saw people that will give you their all. And this will not be like other seasons where you had to, to scrimp and work to make it happen. This will be, um, it's, it's, um, it's like a season of, of oil and incense, like where the Lord's, there's oil on it, on all of it. It's like, this is easy. This is way easier. It's because you were pressed so hard in seasons past, you know what I mean? And, and there's, a, there's this beautiful aroma that's on what the Lord is, is doing in your life. It's, it's, it's holy unto the Lord. And he's stretching you in your family because they're back there, right? Yeah, yeah, stretching you guys. And you need to know um, that you will lack no good thing. And there will be some things that seemingly in the natural might come down to the wire. But don't you worry. He's not stressed at all. You shouldn't be stressed either. I felt like um, it won't come the way you thought it was going to come. It's going to come a completely different way. So expect the unexpected, right? What does that even mean? But expect the unexpected. And I feel like um, you need to sit down together if you haven't already and say, we are believing for God in 2019. Be very specific with this is what we need in the same way, the way there's networking. I saw different streams opening up to you inside of ministry context that you may not have seen in seasons past that are actually going to be become great resources to you and uh, it was yeah it's really really cool mm. you're going to write not only music but you're going to write other things and that anointing's coming on your life and you need to be comfortable with it don't wait Till it's, it's like people are asking to do it. Do it now so it'll make your life easier uh, when the demand is there. But there will be, there's a couple, a couple like literary things uh, that you'll do uh, that are actually going to be really important. It's significant that you do that, okay? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. You guys all right? Prophecy is so much fun. Like, like the kingdom rocks. Like I love this. This is easy. So we're going to be in Corinthians 12 tonight. Like, so why don't we just demonstrate and talk about it, right? Is that cool? So prophecy is kind of my jam. It's kind of my wheelhouse. So I'm going to emphasize that. There's a lot of gifts. Um, I think nine are referenced in Corinthians 12. Uh, it's not limited to nine either. You know, it's just talking about distinct uh, demonstrations. Um, and uh, I'm going to kind of glaze over this because I'm not going to read 75 verses to you tonight. And you're like, praise Jesus, hallelujah. I will tell you where it's at and you can go there. I will be talking about 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. We're going to talk about really briefly uh, the gifts, what they are. Um, just go off a list. And I'm going to emphasize um, prophecy and how it functions. And then I'm sure at some point you guys will get into the other ones. But it's interesting uh, where oftentimes you won't just find one in operation. You'll see them woven together. How many of you understand that you're not, you cannot be simplified into, I am this and I will always do things this way? What, yeah. You know, it's one of the funniest things is I just feel like people are trying to put me in a box. And everybody feels that way because you're never meant to be put in a box. You're a person. You're not a thing, you know? 
So like you're, you're very distinct in the way that you feel and respond in the way that God ministers to you, through you, and communes with you will be uniquely and distinctly different than your neighbor. There will be similarities and you will hear your pastor stand up and give a testimony. You're like, yeah, that feels like me. And then you'll have somebody totally different come in. You're like, I've never heard that before, but that feels like me too. And it's two very different people, but it's like there's a one spirit, but there's a diversity of manifestations of the spirit of God, right? So we're going to go to Corinthians 12 real quick, all right? So Corinthians 12, starting in 1, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, actually it says, now concerning spiritual things is basically what it's talking about. Haven't forgot about you. I'm coming back to you in a minute. Um, feel it. I can feel the pull, guys. 1 Corinthians 12, now concerning spiritual gifts or concerning the spiritual, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. So everybody say ignorant together. Ignorant. ignorant. Don't be ignorant, everybody. Uh, we need to know if God has gifts for us, we need to know what they are, how they operate, what it looks like and what it does not look like, right? That sounds really complicated, but if God's got something for me, I want to know what it is. And I'm pretty sure that if he's got something for me, it's good, right? And I don't need to approach a gift that God is giving me with fear and anxiety and trepidation and, oh man, what if I do this the wrong way? Because slaves and orphans will approach a gift very differently than sons and daughters, do you think that I have to convince my children that there are no strings attached to the Christmas presents on Christmas morning? Or do you think that they wake up at 4.30 in the morning and try to wake me up for three hours before in second, and they probably tear the corner of the gift, and they're like, oh, this is this. And you can hear them running around, and it's fun being a parent and acting like you don't want to give them the gifts yet, you know? <laughs> But they're not like that. But sometimes if you give uh, someone who's from a slave mentality or an orphan mentality uh, a gift, they feel like, oh man, well, what does this mean that I have to do? But God gives gifts freely, right? God gives them without strings attached, just like, okay, so Romans eleven twenty nine. I've said this before, but it says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. So the gift and the call on your life, so the call, the destiny that you have, is not, God's not going to revoke it because you've sinned. Or he's, he's not like hanging it like the carrot before the, the horse's nose. You ever seen that? Or the, the insurance company, oh, you almost had it, you know? Like that illustration, that's not God in heaven with your destiny or your gifts. The gifts and call are irrevocable. They were assigned to your life whether you choose to accept them and step in or not. So this absolutely and utterly destroys this I earn my destiny mentality because it's a free gift, just like salvation, just like healing. Healing is in the atonement. You know, what did you do to earn your salvation? You just agreed with what Jesus already did on the cross. Well, what can you do uh, to earn your destiny? Absolutely nothing. Just say, yeah, God, I'll do that. That sounds good. And then you rest in the finished work of what he's already done. Is this making sense? But 11, Romans eleven twenty nine says the gifts and call of of God are irrevocable. So that's a really good thing. You should take the pressure off. I was raised in a society that said if you, you messed up one too many times, it would never be there again. And a lot of people would live most of their life feeling like they had disqualified themselves because in their infantile understanding of the gospel, they thought that somehow they had qualified themselves. But if you've not qualified yourself, you cannot disqualify yourself. Can somebody say amen? amen. Praise God for that. I'm not qualified by my own works. I'm qualified by his. So I'm resting in that. So 1 Corinthians says, don't be ignorant. Um, uh, you know that you were, uh, you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known uh, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Everybody say differences. Differences. 
of ministries. Everybody say differences of ministries. Everybody say differences of ministries. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, do we? Just because your neighbor's gifted differently and emphasizing a different area of ministry doesn't mean that they're not called of the Lord. And everywhere that I go <laughs> within the church, people are like, well, they do it this way and they do it that way. Praise God, because everybody doesn't need to be like you. God is not in heaven with a cookie cutter saying, you shall be the same and you shall be the same. And this would be lame. If there were two of me in this world, I would hate the other guy. But there's one of me. I'm, I'm okay. My identity is secure in God. I'm not like... But like, there doesn't need to be two of me. There needs to be one of me because I'm the one who's supposed to fulfill my destiny. I'm like so locked into what God's called me to do that I wouldn't dare be distracted with what you're doing because I would not be good at being you, but I'm great at being me. And there are things that you're called to do that you could not accomplish in somebody else's shoes and you're not supposed to. So don't judge yourself based on the merit system of somebody else's life. Don't judge you by your worst day and everybody else by their best day. It's not in your best interest. Um, so there are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. How could the spirit be the same and there be different people? How could that happen? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I use this illustration because I love being a dad, and I love dad illustrations, right? And, uh, for instance, um, you take uh, prophetic people, don't always get a, along super well with evangelistic people um, because they have very different uh, modalities, if that makes sense. Apostles and prophets run really well together. Prophets get the word of the Lord. The apostles are like, I know what to do with this. I can build with it. And then they just build everything. And they're like, you know, pastor this, edify the body, build up the church. And then the teachers teach in the church. And then the evangelists bring everybody in. And it's this beautiful thing. It's not a hierarchy. It's just like a, it's, it's like a system that works. Like you must do things in order. Everything must be done decently and in order. Is this making sense to you? So, uh, so the, the foundation is built on the apostles and the prophets with the chief cornerstone being Christ Jesus. So once that's in order, there can be a living, breathing organism that is the church. But it says that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Amen? The Bible also talks about how we are a house of lively stones being joined together and fitted together in him. That's crazy. What does it look like when a bunch of lively or colorful stones get together? It looks like friction. It looks like iron sharpening iron is, you know, like one man, I don't know, people are like, oh, you know, iron sharpens iron. So it's in the same way one man sharpens another one. And we like romanticize it like it's oily and there are like, you know, like, like this is nice. This is a massage. No, it's not. <laughs> Have you ever watched iron being sharpened? It's like a, it's like a, sanding wheel, there are sparks flying. That is the picture that we are given to represent our relationship with one another. But even that we're being fitted together and joined in him and those house of lively stones, the illustration there, the way that they would build walls in that time is they would have a rough cut or a rough hewn stone and it wouldn't be like laser precision cut because they're working with different things. So they would get it in the same vicinity, and in order to get it to fit, they would grind the stones against each other until there were no more rough edges, and they fit together, and they were seamless. They didn't use mortar joints always. It was just fit together, and you can see some of these stones. So this picture is that we're being joined together by the Spirit of God through our differences and the friction. We actually take the edge off, for lack of a better word. Does this make sense to you? This is really cool. I love it. So there's a diversity. Uh, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of 
all. So it's for everybody. So if you're not exercising your gift and you're not exercising your gift, then we're missing something. It's not just for the holy rollers or the elite or the platform people. It's for everybody. Everybody in this room has a gift. Everybody in this room, when the Holy Ghost moves on you, you move a different way. And you're supposed to. So don't mirror or don't mimic somebody else. Just let Christ be made perfect in you and we'll be moving somewhere. I'm having fun. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. I'm going to... Uh, run these off and then I'm going to go back to them. Um, uh, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another uh, faith by the, uh, uh, to another faith uh, by this same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, uh, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? So there are nine things that are listed in that particular one. And depending on, you know, what your disposition is, people argue about are they one and the same or like different distinctions. There are more gifts, there are more things that will operate in your life than just nine. So don't get so nitpicky about what that is. But for the sake of argument, because the Bible is a pretty good source of information, we're going to go based off of these nine. Is that okay? And I'm going to give a brief overview of some of these gifts with an emphasis because multiple ones of these are actually prophetic operations. Um, so you'll see when you move by the Spirit of God because the testimony of Jesus is the what? Spirit of prophecy. So there's something interesting because you'll get into this and the Bible says the greatest gift is that of prophecy because you're not speaking in a veiled language, you're speaking very clear. And it's a sign and a wonder to those around you that the Spirit of God is in operation. Does that make sense? And we'll read it in a second. But the first one, if you're writing things down, that's fine. If you're going to get the audio later, you don't have to write it down. But it's word of wisdom, right? How many of you have gotten a word of wisdom before? Hallelujah. How many of you need like five words of wisdom right now? <laughs> so a word of wisdom is different than a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge like I gave earlier when I was listing the, the dates, the 317, the March 17, the Luke and the, the breast cancer thing and and whatever the other thing was that I said that I can't remember now because I've said a lot of words. Um, but a word of knowledge is different than a word of wisdom because a word of knowledge comes absent from a placement. It's just like a random piece to a puzzle that I don't know where it goes or where it fits, but I'm pretty sure God's talking to me. So it requires a little more faith. A word of knowledge is like an, uh, a word of wisdom on steroids. So I get a, it's, it's a bit of information, but I know the context of that information. So my prophetic utterance would change. So for the sake of what I'm teaching, it will be prophetically bent. So understand that I'm teaching this with a prophetic lens. So if you're wanting to grow in the prophetic, which I would encourage you that after tonight, you will prophesy at higher levels than you've ever done before. Because the Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. If you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. If you receive someone for who they are and the call that's on their life in honor and humility, understanding that what God placed in them is from heaven and you submit yourself under it, you are poised to receive from them. Does that make sense? It's not just the prophetic. It's not just, it's like if you receive anybody for who they are and what God has called them to do, you will begin to walk in a greater level of what they walk in simply out of the honor um, principle. So God's all about honor. The, the kingdom works on honor. So 
With this, word of wisdom is like a word of knowledge on steroids. So I'll know like, okay, 317. But like if that had word of wisdom on it, all of a sudden I might say, okay, so it's because it's not random anymore, it's, it's more ordered and very specific. So it's on March 17th, someone was in a car accident in a red truck and you broke your left knee. And after that left knee, you had two surgeries and you still have issues with that today. That's a little different, isn't it? Than like, I think, you know, like longboard, you know, that's different. Both are great and you can move with both of them, but a word of wisdom is a bit of knowledge and the placement that goes with it. Does this make sense? So I encourage everyone to grow in word of knowledge, which a word of knowledge can be about a lot of things. Oftentimes, if you're growing in healing ministry or prophetic ministry, the Lord will give uh, physical ailments. And I have a whole teaching that's like way longer than we have time to go on, on just word of knowledge. But there's a lot of ways you can receive word of knowledge. Um, and a lot of times you can get them in your physical body. You can feel pain that is not your pain. You can think thoughts that are not your thoughts. You can feel emotions that are not your emotions. Basically, any way you can sense something in the natural, you can receive information from God. So have you ever walked into a room and all of a sudden, oh, my back hurts, but my back doesn't normally hurt? You're probably sitting next to someone that God wants to heal that has lower back pain, but you haven't understood that yet. Does this make sense? And it's actually one of the most frequent ways. Or have you walked into a room, oh man, I got this shooting sharp pain right here in the side of my head, but I don't ever have that. And then it goes on for a while and then it dissipates. Or like maybe you go back to that same place and it comes back. What is that? Is God afflicting me? No. He's actually highlighting to you uh, that, some, that he wants to release healing in and through somebody. And a word of knowledge will create faith for healing. Does this make sense? You're like, no, it doesn't make sense at all. I'll send you some resources for that later. Um, but that's a word of knowledge. Word of wisdom goes again. The gift of faith. Is anybody... Uh, familiar with the gift of faith. We got any word of faith people up in, the, up in the house? Like word of faith gets a bad rap. I love it. But faith, like the word of faith movement was actually really great at teaching people to step out on the word of God. Because sometimes people are waiting for a prophetic word when they have the logos right in front of them that has already commanded them to go ye therefore and heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the leper and cast out demons and tell them the kingdom's near, right? I got a friend and mentor named Dan Moeller. He runs with Todd White and stuff like that. And uh, he said, everybody wants to feel led. Everybody wants to feel led. He's like, why don't you take a number two pencil, sharpen it, put it in your pocket. Every time you need to feel led, reach your hand down in there, feel led. <laughs> I love it. It's a dad joke. I love dad jokes. They're not funny, but they are, you know? But if you need to feel led, sometimes you need to feel led. Other times you just need to do what he's commanded you to already do. Like you don't need a prophetic word to heal the sick. You don't. It's actually express intent of heaven to heal. You know, by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah 53, 5. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed, were healed, are being healed. Depending on your disposition. It means all of it and some. It covers everything. Everything that we needed. Like healing is in the atonement. It's not even up for grabs. Like God wants to heal. The question is, what way does he want to heal? And this is some of the ways that he does it. So the gift of faith is actually a strong unction inside of you that I, that I know God is going to do this. Have you ever had like irrational faith jump on you? No faith is rational because it doesn't come from a limited resource. If you were paying attention earlier today, I made a great illustration. That was a good illustration, Justin. Thank you. But a gift of faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But it's actually not the logos that faith comes by. It's actually the rhema. So the word of God with the breath or the pneuma or the spirit of God on it is the thing that faith comes by hearing. So 
Ways that we hear God are not relegated to the audible voice of God, but words of knowledge, words of wisdom, wisdom, the gift of faith beginning to move inside of you. So oftentimes a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom will act as a catalyst for the gift of faith. Where have you ever just like been minding your own business and all of a sudden God spoke to you and when he spoke to you, all of a sudden your heart started to beat really fast in your chest. I feel like I gotta do something because he spoke. Do you realize that no word of the Lord can return void, but it always accomplishes the purpose it set out to do? And if even the rocks will cry out if we don't, you best believe that when God speaks to you, it will require some form of action because faith without works is dead. Show me your, show me your faith. Well, show me your works. Faith is like, faith is like, a, 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 yeah, like uh, faith is like a dead man in a coffin until it begins to get up and show itself. Well, you say you got faith all day long. But it needs to get up and move around and work. Because by nature, you believe what you do. There's a Western way of thinking that says, I can believe something, but there's no fruit system in my life to back the root system that I supposedly have. In a Hebraic thought, if you believe it, you do it. If you don't do it, you don't believe it. Yeah. True story. So a lot of people by default say, I believe in healing. Well, do you pray for the sick? Well, no, you know, other people do that. Well, then you don't believe it. Because he commanded you to do it. It wasn't like, if you feel like it, sometimes, occasionally, pray for the sick. If you feel like it, occasionally, sometimes, if you feel led, lead people to the Lord. Do you understand what I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm illustrating some tensions as well, because you're like, Justin, you said Jesus only did what he saw the Father do and said what he, yeah, but Jesus was the exact representation of God the Father also. And he said, as I am in this world, so will you be. And the same works I did, you'll do in greater. But that looks like most of us have got some work to do. Most of us have not arrived, you know? It's like, oh, I, well, I prayed and somebody got healed. I'm done. Check. I prophesied one time and it was right. Check. I'm good. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. The charismatic condition in North America is kind of a problem because we have the been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I went to that conference. I experienced. I fell out in the Lord. I, I spoke in tongues. I did this. I did that. But it's an invitation. Every encounter is an invitation to a greater plane of existence in God. So he brings you in with that encounter to introduce you to you to whet your appetite for this could be every day. And if this is a reality, I promise you that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what he has planned for you. And there is more. Yes, he's given you everything he's going to give you, but you haven't mined that out yet. Like the, the possibilities are endless. So I know I'm just on the third one. You're like, oh, Lord, this is crazy. It's going to get good. I promise it is good already. Gifts of healings, oh my goodness. Well, what's, what, what is a gift of healing? What are they? They're all tied together. They're all, they're all symbiotic. It's not one or the other. God will move. Um, sometimes you will find that you have a predominant strong suit. Like I gave the illustration with Michael Jordan is great at basketball. You will find some of these that you're really good at. And it's okay to be really good at. I celebrate people who are really good at it. I celebrate people who are great at deliverance. You know why? Because I don't like deliverance. <laughs> I get queasy really easy. I'm some, you know, like, I'm not saying deliverance always has to have throwing up involved in it, but a lot of times there's people throwing up. I don't do good with smells. You know, if you just talk about throwing up, I'm like, <laughs> I, got, I gotta go. You guys, you guys don't even, you're like, I don't know about this guy. And also I'm prophetic. So like, I get super irritated when demons are around and act, because I'm like, I ain't got time for this. You know, like you might need inner healing from my deliverance session. There's a good chance some, some of you, if you've ever got uh, counseling from a prophet, you're like, I'm good. Don't need that anymore because it's not our strong suit, right? Pastoral people are the best people to counsel you. People, the spirit of counsel and stuff like that. You don't necessarily like, this is what's wrong. Fix it yesterday. Yeah. True story. 
So gifts of miracles. Some people have unique anointings to see miracles happen. One of my friends, his name is Marcus Digert, has a crazy anointing for miracles. This guy has had some, just some ridiculous testimonies in his own life of severe healing where he was born, um, was born with three kidneys. Um, and then he had like, he was, uh, he was, uh, had a propensity towards a kidney failure and stuff like that. So one of the kidneys was oversized and something happened and it, it burst and contaminated the other one. So they ended up taking both out and he was functioning on one kidney. He was going to have to go on dialysis, something like that. It was crazy. He had all sorts of back issues, a bunch of other things. I'm trying my best not to butcher the story. So if I don't tell it accurately, it can be found in a lot of sources and I'll give it to you. So don't think I'm trying to speak evangelistically. I just don't remember things well. Okay, deal? So, so anyways, he's down to one. So we started with three, which is weird, down to one. It's not, not looking good. Like this is, he started out with a good chance. He's not going so hot. And he had all this chronic back pain and some nerve, nerve pain in his body. He's at a Bill Johnson conference. And he stands up to get healing for his back. And when he gets healing for back, he felt fire hit his insides. And where it was, it was just burning, burning, burning. Well, he ends up getting healed in his back and all of this stuff. And, and he goes to the doctor to get it checked out. And they're, they're doing this laundry list of tests. And they're saying, well, this is good. This is good. And he actually got healed of his back, which is amazing. The kidneys are good. He said, huh? They're like, hey, your kidneys are good. He said, did you read my papers? And they're like, what? And he goes back. And then like, long time, they're gone. They're like, we don't know what happened because you have two perfectly functioning kidneys in your body. So you want to explain to me <laughs> how that happens, but God hasn't forgot. Like God breathed on dirt and a man stood up. I'm pretty sure he hasn't forgotten how that works. So you're like, oh, you know, like most of us are like really concerned about God raising the dead. He can look at dirt and a person could come up out of it. Like, I mean, so like he good, you know, it's like, well, how long was Lazarus dead? How long was Jesus dead? Does it really matter? <laughs> Because he, like, he could just speak into creation things that are. So anyway, so now Marcus, because of that, he's gone after healing. This cat is seeing creative miracle after creative miracle after creative miracle. People getting organs, people that were born without them, like crazy stuff, uh, like degenerative disc and people that are down to bone on bone in their joints, just getting new cartilage. It's not a thing that happens apart from a miracle. And he's seeing regular miracles. He has a gift of miracles. Some of you will move in that. And, and whatever you have, I would encourage you that you can grow and a greater level. Is this working for you guys? Is making sense? If it gets really confusing, um, the pastor will sort it out and she'll make it great. She'll be like, yeah, that guy, right? You know, like, woo, yeah, he's gone. Um, <laughs> miracles. Prophecy. Praise God for prophecies, like straight up prophecy. Not all are prophets, but all may prophesy, right? So regardless of what your, your, your major predominant gift is, you all may prophesy. And, and there's a lot of ways to do this, but prophecy is edification. Um, uh, it's, it's foretelling and forthtelling. So speaking of things that will come, speaking about the future, and calling things that aren't as though they are so they can be so by way of edification, exhortation, and consolation. So that's the way that prophecy works. It's a very dynamic gift, and it's fantastic, and there's a lot of different uh, a lot of these gifts are contained within the office of prophet too. So you'll see discerning of spirits. Um, you'll see word of knowledge, uh, a word of wisdom, gift of faith. There's a lot of things that are in there. But prophecy, we'll talk about it more. Uh, discerning of spirits so you can come into an environment. How many of you know that not all healing uh, or not all sickness is connected to the demonic, but, not, uh, the, but, but some of it is? Does this make sense? 
So sometimes you'll find yourself and you're rebuking a sickness and all of a sudden that kind, nice person starts growling at you or foaming at the mouth. I thought this person was a nice, normal person a second ago. And all of a sudden, um, there may be something going on in their life. There may be um, something that God is calling right now, calling someone. I don't know who it is. But there, there's something going on, and you, you provoke something. I was just praying for healing, and all of a sudden, the, like, where did this come from? And the Lord will give someone, have, uh, and too, like, I feel, I kind of feel for the people with discernment, because you're feeling stuff when nobody else is feeling it, and you're like, why do I, why do I always see the problems? And I would encourage you that your gift is a gift, and it's not a curse. So discernment on your life works out in your best interest, and God will use it. Um, to benefit you and those around you, but you got to learn how to walk in it. And you have to learn, just like prophets have to learn, to be able to see into people's life into the deepest, darkest secrets and not call out trash, but call out treasure. Discerning of spirits oftentimes will identify this spirit is an operation in an individual's life. So sometimes in persistent sickness, not all the time, but sometimes in persistent sickness, people that have opened themselves up to the occult, it will manifest in certain ways in their life. People that have connected themselves to certain secret societies, it will manifest in certain ways because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ, is eternal life. So when we start, I'm teaching a lot to you right now, I understand that, but I think you guys are doing great. So Jesus is the tree of life. We can eat from, he is our life source, relationship and communion with him. But the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is, is trying to come at it uh, from, a, from a different source. And sometimes we get ourselves in a mess, but discerning of spirits will be able to identify, okay, this is the spirit that is tied to this sickness. Like this is the open door in their life. Has anybody experienced this before in the room? Raise your hand, be honest with me. And, and there's a lot of teaching and there's a lot of effective stuff um, and tools and resources that I can point you to to help with this. But this is a gift of the spirit. It's not the same as all the other ones, but it's beneficial and we all need it, amen? So diverse tongues, uh-oh. Diverse tongues, those tongue-talking people. That's crazy. So diverse tongues is not, like this is where it gets really muddy and murky and people get really nitpicky, but there are different, different expressions of language in scripture and it's not always praying in the spirit. It's not always what we did tonight. Sometimes in the early church, they would speak and it would be heard in multiple languages. I have friends that work with Iris in Mozambique and they will go to unreached people groups and they will go and they will speak in tongues as far as their understanding of it and it will be interpreted by the Holy Spirit himself. And these people that don't speak English and don't pray in the Holy Ghost understand clearly the gospel and whole villages get converted. To this day, that happens. So don't limit like diverse tongues exclusively to praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit is a gift that you need and it will help you build yourself up in the most holy faith. And when you don't know how to pray, God will crash in and bypass your reasoning to get the Spirit of God out of you. Uh, rather than locked up inside of you, but it is also in certain cir- circumstances. You guys know uh, Perry Stone? Anybody know who Perry Stone is? His daddy, Fred Stone, I think he had like a, like a sixth grade education maybe, and he was like a poor farmer. Uh, but he had this thing where he would pray in tongues and he'd be driving down the road and the Lord would say, go in there and go talk to this person. He was documented in speaking like 14 languages, didn't even have a GED, but he would just go pray in the Holy Ghost, lead people to the Lord because he had an evangelistic mantle on his life. So there are diverse tongues. Are you guys okay with this? It's not just the glossolalia, it's actually spoken in regular languages. Um, 
when in Pentecost, when the Spirit was, uh, uh, was poured out, there was tongues of fire. There was also understandable tongues. And then there's interpretation of tongues, uh, which would be sometimes there will be, there are context, and I will let your local church decide what that looks like in the local context. Uh, but in sometimes, in some meetings, in some prayer groups, in some corporate settings, there will be a word that bubbles up in tongues. Um, and nobody has, like, it's, 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 it's just one person, and they're, like, directing, they're, like, staying, this is going to happen. But it's, it's like speaking to you, and you're like, I don't know what that is. And that's crazy if there's no interpretation. It's not the proper context for the corporate setting. What we did earlier is all of us praying together in the Holy Spirit. I'm not directing you. It's an overflow of what's in us. This is a different expression. So interpretation of tongues comes, and someone would get up and, and give uh, a prophetic word in tongues, and somebody would feel the unction to interpret, and they would interpret it, and it would be like, wow, that's crazy. That is what that meant. That's wild. You guys okay with that? That's the one that really throws people off the rails because in a lot of services, like particularly old school, like mountain Pentecostal where I come from, it gets quiet for 20 seconds and somebody has a word in tongues all of a sudden because Pentecostals are good with everything but being quiet, right? <laughs> Don't be offended at me. I joke, but it's true. <laughs> it's like it's 20 seconds. Wait for it. There's a prophetic word coming somewhere. And most of the time it's not God. But sometimes it is. You guys okay? <laughs> the emphasis is that we honor one another and that love covers a multitude of sins and love covers our indiscretions and love covers like, like we are being joined together by the Spirit of God. God is love. If you go to uh, 1 Corinthians 13, right after this, it gives all the gifts and they are diverse and they are crazy. And then even if you go to Ephesians 4 and you talk about the fivefold gifts, like if you look at the fivefold like on a personality scale, that's like five people that should never be in the same room together. And that's like, God, leadership of the church is the fivefold ministers and they like can't get along to save their life generally or they get into factions and they argue back and forth with each other sometimes. I'm joking because it's funny. Um, but you take the nine gifts that are mentioned and you take the fivefold and you're like, this is crazy. There's literally no way. And what God says, the evidence, they will know you by your love for one another. That though you are diverse and though you are different and though you are on opposite ends of the spectrum, the beauty and the way that I choose to manifest my glory is that you love one another and you consider one another and you stir each other up towards good works and you fan into flames the prophetic word that's on your life and that no matter what's going on, that we understand that God has placed something in you that I desperately need and there's something in me that you desperately need and apart from each other we can't do it but together we can does this make sense first corinthians 13 just in case you haven't been on facebook in about six hours there's generally a corinthians 13 thing there every so often though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love i have become a sounding brass or a clanging symbol and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains but have not love i am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits, uh, profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know 
in part, then we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away foolish things. Now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall uh, know just as I am also known. Now, uh, and now abide, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. That's more than a warm, fuzzy meme on Facebook. That's, that is the gospel of the kingdom. Do you realize that when you get to heaven, you won't need to prophesy? Do you realize that when you get to heaven, you're not gonna be praying for the sick? Do you realize that when you get to heaven, no one will care about how evangelistic you are because all of that will be settled? What will you do when you stand in the presence of the Lord and you can no longer validate yourself by what you do, but you will be known by him? That's the question that you should ask yourself because right now, where we are, this life is training for reigning. He is training us to reign in heavenly places with Him. That you are not defined by what you do. You are defined by who He says you are. And all of these things are extraneous, but love is the predominant thing. Can I get a witness up in this joint? God is really, really good and he aims to manifest himself, but more times than not, it's not about the gifts of the Spirit. It is about the fruit of the Spirit. The first thing is love. The first thing is love, and all of the other ones are found inside of love. Love, joy, peace. But you know, if you have love, you have all of the others. Love encompass, the others don't encompass, it doesn't go the other way. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, if you have this, you have all of it, and God is love, and there's no fear in love. Perfect love cast out fear. Justin, what are you saying? I don't understand what this has to do. It has everything to do with everything. And when you are free from yourself, you're free from everybody else. And when you're free from trying to find validation and vindication on what you do, it works out so much better. And it's not a striving and it's not an obligation. It's like, I get to do this and it's fun. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. You need each other. And those people that irritate you the most, you need those the most. <clears throat> You're like, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. Sometimes we're asking to be delivered from the very thing God sent us to shape us and mold us. He loves us very much. He came to his own and his own knew him not. You're going to come across some people. You know, some people are like, well, I thought God told me to do it, but no one's accepting me. He may have sent you right into the middle of that just so that you could understand that he's enough in the midst of all of that. And I teach you how to love people because love isn't actually put to the test until there's disagreement or till there's rejection or till there's hurt. God doesn't tell you to like forgive, you know, how many times do you forgive people? So, so, many times, so that's a lot. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I feel like I'm getting close. <laughs> At this point, I'm sure nobody's ever had to forgive me that much though, right? <clears throat> you guys all right? Something that's funny that happens to me regularly, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe I need sozo or inner healing or something like that. But like people will come up to me that, have you ever had someone who's had like a serious ought with you and you don't even know who they are? <clears throat> like it's not an arrogant thing. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't know that we've ever had like, and somebody's like, you said this and it made me so mad and it took me six months to get over that. I don't know what you want me to do with that, bro. Yeah, like I, I'm like, I'm sorry? I don't even know what I said, where I was, when this happened. What was it? And then I, they say, I'm like, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you know, like, none of you have done that, ever. I'm not saying I can't be wrong. I'm saying I wasn't wrong in these instances. Um, but, but you will offend people unknowingly all day long. 
And other people will offend you all day long unknowingly. So a lot of times when there's separation or there's a void in relationship, the devil will come and whisper in our ear and say, they hate you and they don't love you and they don't value you. And this separation anxiety where there's no communion and no communication and no love suffering long with someone creates a greater gap. So this fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, the, the cheesy things that you would say is fear is false evidence appearing real, Right? Oh man, this, this looks real. It looks real. And so I believe it. And you, you empower the liar when you believe a lie. And all of a sudden, fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or you can flip it and you can call treasure out of that. It's like, regardless, I'm supposed to forgive over and over and over. And I owe nobody anything but to love them. So I'm going to love you. I'm going to be like a golden retriever. You could beat me with a stick and I'm going to come back excited to see you. None of you have ever seen that. You're like, he beats dogs. I don't beat dogs. <laughs> But a golden retriever will love you all the days of your life. You could be very hateful and they won't remember that. So be a golden retriever, right? Some of you are like, I don't like dogs. <laughs> Figure out another illustration. It'll be okay. Just messing. You guys okay? I'm having fun with you guys tonight. Are you guys having fun? Yes. This is fantastic. I want to do some exercises tonight. I don't want to be the only one that prophesies. Um, I, I do want to actually go after healing and stuff as well. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to land this plane tonight. I'm not ready to land. I'm ready to segue into like some ministry time because I think some people came uh, with, with um, that intent. Is there anybody in the room that came and you have been given, um, for lack of better words, don't take this, you know, don't take this as irreverent, but you've been given an expiration date, like say you only have this long to live, or you've been given a, a thing like where it says this is, uh, this is not uh, this cannot be healed. This, there's no way for this to be uh, resolved. Is there anybody that has an incurable, lest God intervene with a miracle, I will not be healed in this room. And you came tonight for healing. Okay? Stand right now. I'm not going to make you like share unless you want to. Um, but I love to go after the biggest stuff first. Um, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, right? So what I want to do right now is I want to activate everybody right now. I'm not saying everybody in this room swarm these three people, but the people within like a four foot radius, I want you to briefly find out what's going on. Um, and if you feel compelled where you're sitting and the person's not close, get up and go to them. I'm not going to stop you from praying for somebody tonight. Um, I, but I feel like we want to go for these things and then we're going to go for other things. And it's like, you know, if you're dealing with sickness or affliction, it's a big deal to you. So regardless of where it is on the scale of uh, whatever, uh, but I want to go for these because nothing is impossible with God. And I like to make examples and stuff like that. I want you to find out really quickly um, if there's a pain level uh, where your pain is now, 10 being excruciating pain, one being next to nothing. I want you to pick a number of where, say, if there's pain, uh, where that's at. I want you guys, we're going to pray. Uh, and then we're going to check it out to see what God's doing in the room. And we're going to see if it goes down. Is this okay? Um, so I want you to go to that person, find out what the issue is. We don't need like an entire life history. We're not going to the doctor, so I don't need everything that's ever ailed you in your life. Just find out what this issue is that you stood for. I want you to find out if there's a pain level, where it's at. And then if it's testable, we're going to, after we pray, test it, see if there's a notable change. And then I'm going to ask some questions. Is that okay? So you go ahead and start talking, find out what the issue is and do a brief interview and then go. Just pick one person to talk so they're not overwhelmed. <laughs> And then go. I'm going to shut up so you guys can do your thing. Hmm. <clears throat> 
And once you identify what it is, we're not going to pray like super crazy over the top prayers. We're just going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we just re rebuke the sickness, command healing to come, restoration, whatever the solution is. We're not praying at the problem. We're releasing the solution because we're powerful people. We're not asking what God's will is. It is to heal. So release healing over them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. There it is. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's enough. We don't wanna we don't wanna go too much. All right, now check it out. And if it's if there's like if there was pain, I want you to check it out. Try to do something that you would go to your comfort level, but I want you to like see, okay. Um, is there anything, and if it's, you want to find out people that are praying, is it the same? Is it better? Is it worse? If it's better, I want to know. Um, wave a hand at me to let me know. If it's worse, uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Or if it moved. Sometimes you pray for it and you're like, it's, it's not the same or it's something different. I want to teach you some things in this if that's okay. So inspect, let me know. Is anybody seeing an increase? We're not talking all the way. We're talking like if you were at an eight, you're down to a seven, I want to know about it. Or if you're at an eight and you're down to five, I want to know. Is anybody seeing anything? And don't feel pressured to give me the wrong answer. I'm not intimidated by this. Just check it out. If you can, if you can't, that's fine. And because there's no activity saying otherwise, I'm going to assume it's the same. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray again. Because Jesus even prayed twice for a blind man. And if Jesus will pray twice for a blind man, I'll pray at least seven times. <laughs> All right, so do it again. Don't get religious. Don't get weird. Just pray with authority as a son or a daughter and release. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Just begin to thank him for it like it's already there. Yeah, like it's already there. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Whoa. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, stop. Check it out again. Try to do something you couldn't. If you can, some of this stuff may not be measurable. It's okay. Be honest with me. Are we the same or different? Or I don't know what shoulder shrugs mean. I don't. <laughs> okay. So what, where, where were you before? What was your level of pain? Like a five? Where are you at now? Okay, so it's going down. Okay, so here's the thing. A lot of times we think healing service, we think, oh, if I don't get an immediate radical miracle, but what, like I told you earlier, healing is a process by definition. So it's a, a period of time that can be quick or accelerated or natural. Miracle would be instantaneous. We're praying for healing, so we're praying for a progressive healing. So if we see it go down, we keep praying a little bit. I'm going to pray to your comfort level. I'm not going to keep you standing all night. But it would be cool if it's gone down one, we could try again, say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done, taking it from a five to a four. Would you take it down to a zero? Because that would be rad. So if he started, I'm of the opinion that he likes to go. And I've seen this happen a lot of times. So we acknowledge that God is doing something. How are we doing over here? Is there any way to gauge it? Or is it the same? Or? Yes, ma'am. That's completely fine. And when there's no way to gauge it, that we can't tell in a meeting. So my goal is not that you get 
an experience in a meeting so I feel good about the meeting I have. My, my goal is that you be well. And I don't care if that's five days from now or right now, but there's certain things that a lot of times in our meetings, and this is not a cop-out because I won't be here, but like you don't know until it's tested and sometimes you can't activate it. That's why I say if you can't activate the pain, do it. If you can't, we won't know, so we won't hassle you a lot. And we'll just believe God for it and we'll pay attention. So how about over here, Amber? We're praying for you, right? What's the same? Okay, we're going to pray one more time. And then we're going we're gonna to move on to other things, okay? If people still want prayer that we're praying for, then do it. But just begin to pray. Um, and I know that everybody sometimes gets nervous about it because sometimes this is new for people. But just relax. Just act like it's normal and like it's natural. And it's a lot easier. So, yeah, go ahead. Just pray for them again. Speak very clearly to the issue, whatever the issue is. Say that. Be gone. Leave in Jesus' name. Healing and wholeness. Come right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'll give you a one minute warning. And the Holy Spirit's going to leave the room after one minute. I'm just kidding. It's a good sound. People praying. Right. Check it out one more time. See how they're doing. And it's fine. You, you told me you wouldn't be able to tell, so you, you're free to sit down. You don't have to stand up. I won't make you stand all night long. That would be mean. I've already made you stand too long. Check it out. If it's the same, that's, that's fine. If it's better, uh, we want to know about it. All right, while this is going on, let me know if it's changed. If it hasn't, I'm just going to move on and keep going just so we don't stop here because it's not the only thing we're doing all night. Um, I felt like there was something, I don't know if it was a ruptured eardrum or something due to like, a, a, like, a, like an explosion or a loud sound. And I don't know which ear it is, but I felt like it was something to, a, to an eardrum that was ruptured or something, a loud sound that really it felt like a rupture. It felt like something like that. So if that's you, make yourself known. Who had something with, with a loud sound? Okay, it's you. Which ear, right or left or both? What is it from? Uh, nail, gun. nail gun. Okay. So where's your, where's your hearing at now? Okay. Okay. So it's like tinnitus. It's like tinnitus, like ringing. Okay. All right. Is there anybody else that's having an ear issue? It's like, it's like a rupture. Is it you as well? I have it in this ear. Okay, stand up. You, you guys are married. <laughs> yes, they are. All right, now lick your finger and stick it. In. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that, that's not going to do anything, but it'll make me laugh. Okay. All right. Is there anybody else with like a ruptured eardrum kind of thing going on? That's fine. All right. So... 
Cool. Somebody next to him, put a hand on him real quick. We're going to pray for that. I'm about to call, well, actually, get ready. I'm going to call it a bunch of other things. We're going to expedite the process here. Um, there's, a, there's a right ankle um, that it was like a, it was like a, a severe sprain hyperextension. It didn't break, um, but like a severe bruising with it. Right ankle, is that you? Okay. Yeah. What, what is it? Your wrist? I'll pray for your wrist too. Like I don't have to. Yeah, go ahead and stand for your wrist. But I like it's a right ankle. Right ankle, like a severe sprain, like a roll, something gnarly. All right. There's something. I feel like it's uh, on the right side, the, the tooth behind the canine on the upper side, right here. There's an issue with it. I don't know if it's sensitivity or something near the gum, but it's on this side. It's like the, the, the second tooth back from this. So you, stand please. It'll help me know. Like I'm not going to call you out and read a list of hidden sin. It's not going to happen, I promise. <laughs> Just indulge me. I feel like it's a blunt, some type of blunt force trauma to the chin. I don't know if somebody tripped and hit their chin or it's like right here. I don't know if you like, uh, like hit something with a steering wheel or something, but it's like something to do with the chin. You might have, somebody might have hit you. Uh, that was something. Um, there, uh, somebody was in a, uh, it was like a, like, not all car accidents, but like there's a car accident, it was like a side swipe. Like it was, it was something like from, from a side, either right or left. I don't know which side it was, but it was like severe. Um, it, and it did something with like spine and pelvis and stuff like that. Was that like a, something that happened with a car accident? I'm asking a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. All right. Is that the one you were already praying for? The person walking in the door? Is it her? She's praying. We'll get her later. Okay. So is there anybody else though? Okay. And then there's their, um, it's, so tinnitus is ringing the ears, like tendinitis, uh, a thing. Uh, like my wife has some issues with it. Tendinitis. Okay. Um, I know people get really uncomfortable because I don't have like music and lights going in the background, but like we don't, that, like that's nice when that happens, but you don't need it. Like if you can't pray for people out on the street when there's none of that, then you won't. So sometimes it's good to see like, hey, God will heal people anyways. Um, is there somebody that's got an issue with an eye tracking the wrong way? It doesn't, it doesn't uh, track the way that it's supposed to and it's giving you issues. Like I'll miss all night long, but I'm not gonna not try but I feel like there's something with an eye tracking the wrong direction. Okay. All right. All right, we're gonna pray for those things. So again, a couple people get with each of these people standing and just begin to pray, um, and we're gonna get to a place. Uh, so just speak to the issue. I command healing to be released, and go do your thing. Establish where it's at on a scale of one to 10 first so you can give some notable testimonies, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've seen a lot of the uh, tinnitus go recently with the ringing in the ears. With the ringing in the ears. People at 10, 15, 20 years. I had a guy um, when I was in Heron, Illinois, just recently that he had been, he had lost his hearing in Vietnam in one ear completely, the other was like 80% deaf, and God opened both of them uh, in the same night. And then he opened another, he did the tinnitus and the other things. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We speak to that tooth and the sensitivity in the gums, and we just speak restoration in the name of Jesus. We speak the testimony of that tinnitus leaving. We say ringing stop in the name of Jesus. Ear be restored in the name of Jesus. We speak to the wrist, and we speak to the tendonitis, and we command it to be restored right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Stop, check it out. Stop and check it out. See if there's any difference. You don't have to fake it. I don't want you to fake anything. I'm not looking for a response. I'm looking for an honest reaction. Right now in Jesus' name. I think there's something with a right thumb. Something happened with a right thumb. I don't know what the injury was, but if that's you with a right thumb specifically, something got really uh, jacked up with, uh, like I don't know, like the muscles, tendons surrounding it. All right, check it out. Anybody seeing any breakthrough, any change? Check it out. Same, different? So it was aching when we started. It's not aching now. Well, praise Jesus for that. We're making some ground. So generally, people's like, let's celebrate that. So Lord, we thank you right now that you're canceling out pain right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for what you've already done, and we have eyes to see what you're doing in another fashion. Ears be made whole now in the name of Jesus. Tooth, you function the way you're supposed to function now. Sensitivity, go. Hearing be restored right now in the name of Jesus. All right, stop and check it out. Really check it out. We have any difference in the tooth? We have any difference in the hearing? Are we the same? Are we different? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> All right, so, so we're, we've seen something with your wrist here. All right, I'm stubborn, and I'm not happy with the amount of results we're seeing tonight. Uh, and I'm not, nobody's doing anything wrong. But it's unusual, like it's, it's really unusual to see this like this. Um, and I'm just curious, this is not like a projection of guilt or a low expectation. Um, but I'm going to pray that some people get healed. That's what I'm going to do. We have a ministry team here, like a church ministry team here. Ministry team from the church, like if you've been commissioned by the church to, to pray, come up here and work with me tonight. Is that cool? Does that sound good? My goal, like, it's not that I'm like, I will pray for the sick, but I want to empower you guys to do it because, like, it would be better long-term for you guys to do this. Now, this is what we're going to do. Uh, ministry team, you guys familiar with working in words and knowledge? Yeah? Ask the Lord for some words and knowledge right now. And we're going to begin to activate the team again. If I could get that floating mic again, that would be fantastic. Team's going to give words of knowledge. If that's you, I want you to come up to these individuals for prayer and for healing. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to get into works. We're going to stay in rest. Uh, we're going to stay in the middle of rest. I'll take it. Thank you so much. So team, we're just going to pray together. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in the room. We thank you for progress, and we thank you that we are moving forward. We thank you that the kingdom is advancing all the time, and we just say, Lord, that we are going to actually break some things into this atmosphere, uh, that we are going to release breakthrough, that we are going to release a new precedent, precedent for um, signs, uh, wonders, healings, and miracles in this place. In the name of Jesus, I declare that tonight people will be healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you that it 
it is our birthright because of what you did. You said, we will lay our hands on the sick and see them recover. You said blind eyes. You said deaf ears. Not by the merit of my teaching or my charismatic words, but we say by the Spirit of God, would you lose healing in this house tonight? We just declare out into the open that to every power and principality and every oppressive force that you will bow to the name of Jesus. We say healing will manifest in this city. That healing is for this city. That healing is for Jackson. That the sick will recover in Jesus' name. From this day forward, we drive a stake in the ground and we say more of your spirit, God. We say more, more, more in the name of Jesus. Now team, I'm going to start from the left to the right. Give your top two words of knowledge if you got them. And if these are you, come up and uh, be as specific as you can and go for it. I'm going to hold it for you. You're good. Um, as God's telling me, somebody has left hip pain. Okay, so left so hip left. pain. And that's okay. If that's, if that's what you got, don't that's, try to make anything no, else. Up. Left hip pain. If you have left hip pain and you can get up here, get up here. And she's going to pray for you. All right? And if you have something, go for it. If you don't, I can come back. Come back. Yeah. How come you doing? Back. Come back. All right. I'm putting them on the spot. There you go. There's somebody who's real comfortable with their sickness. Okay. And it it's brings them attention, I guess. Okay. To say it. And it's time for that to stop. Come on. It's time for. I don't. I have two microphones. This is like dumping water on my head in a swimming pool. Um, Somebody's really comfortable with their sickness and it's time for that to be over. It's time for you to take up your sick bed and walk. It's interesting uh, that the man, at the, the man at the gates there, that was his, his way that he received income. It was like his disability. And you would be amazed. I'm telling you that tonight's thing is going to break tonight in the name of Jesus because I can't, I can't get away from it, man. Like I'm serious. I, I feel the Spirit of God on it and I'm not backing off of it. Um, and I'm coming back to this now. But there, there are people that find their identity and lack sometimes and the Lord wants to set you free. And sometimes it's not about, it's not an issue of whether or not God wants to heal, but people are like not willing to let go of it. And he brought it up. I didn't bring it up. But like for that guy to, to get rid of, get changing his clothing, changing his robes and taking that and walk meant that he now had to change a season of his life where he wasn't going to receive from somebody else, where he's actually going to go out and, and work a different thing. That word is for somebody tonight. Don't hesitate to step out and come claim it. I, I got the hip thing too. Hip, left I did, hip as I well? Did, not left, just I got hip. Okay, That's hip pain. Hip me. pain at all. Come up. Yeah, and don't be shy. Okay, here you go. Well, I just feel like there's someone that you just struggle with depression because you just feel like your time is over. But the Lord's wanting to take you into a new season. Um, and the past is in the past. Come on. And um, it's a new day. Yeah. But Satan comes to you and tells you that, he's done, that you're done, but you're not. Yeah. But, I mean, that's really a, kind of embarrassing to admit that, but it's true. So that's what I'm feeling myself. I've been feeling that for about a week. Okay. Up praying about it and just weeping in the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, because he comes and he, Satan lies to us, but we're coming into a new season and it's not going to be the way it was before. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Okay, so if you've got any of that, come see Patty. How are we doing? Is Wyatt got a word? He died. Wyatt, go for it, bro. Um, I think there's something's wrong with somebody's knee. Okay. And I'm not sure which one it is. But I think like they either got some sort of surgery in it, okay. it, or it had to be replaced. Okay. All right. So if you have a knee issues, either a knee replacement or you've had surgeries and it still has issues, come see Wyatt. I know that's at least three or four people in this room. Yeah. And don't you dare deprive him of getting yeah. to pray for you and that's see that. Right. If you do that, I will have words with you in the parking lot. 
Good job, Wyatt. My, my daughter is about the same age as Wyatt, and she sees the sick healed on a regular basis. And my other daughter also sees the sick healed. It's a normal thing in families. There is no junior Holy Spirit. And sometimes we just have to see that, hey, if he can do it through that, they can, like, break it. So, so if you have knee issues, get over here. All right, what you got, boss? Uh, I got um, what came to me is there's a spirit of doubt. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been prayed for even in this meeting or had been prayed for before, but there's a little bit holding you back from saying, yes, I'm healed. I'm, I'm getting that faith move. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to, uh, I think we, if that's you, or if you have a little bit, doesn't matter, um, but we can break that. Come on. Yeah. So if you have doubt and you're concerned that God won't do it for you, like it's a lie from the enemy that he'll do it for everybody else, but he won't do it for you. And that has to come down as well because it, it cripples even receptivity to the idea that God could heal because I've come so many times and he's, he's hitting everybody else and God loves everybody but me. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And I am telling you that God is wanting to break some things. I actually feel like I agree with you and some of these ideas that he can't do it for me and that res, like, restricts us from coming. So you got anything, hon? Oh, no. Are you good? Yeah, go for it. All right, so come up for prayer for that stuff. And then I'm also going to release you, if, if none of those words were for you and you have healing that you need somewhere else, come get it right now. And if I could have somebody uh, either play music or play keys in the background, and I'm going to begin to minister. We're just going to tarry here for a second. I'm not releasing it. If you need to go, go. But I feel like God's got some things that he wants to do. But I want to, I want to, I want to crack this thing open. I didn't come all the way up to Michigan to just to not see the sick healed. So, um, yeah. All the pain's gone. All the pain's gone? Awesome. Praise God. So we're seeing breakthrough. Come on. Wyatt, Wyatt's still waiting on the knee trouble up here too. So, all right. They're going to play some music. I want you to come as you, like, even, you just need healing? Come now. You don't need a word. Like, God sent his, oh man. He sends his word and heals them. So something really cool. There's something really unique. The Spirit of the Lord's in this room. I'm telling you that right now. He doesn't not show up. He always shows up every single time. Yeah, so if you need, just find one of these people. If you need prayer, come up here. And I'm going to let the team pray specifically unless I begin to highlight people. Because it is not me. It is not the anointing that's on my life. It is what God wants to do through every believer. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm telling you, if you have any issue, if you're great, don't get sick. <laughs> don't make something up to receive prayer. But if that's you, come on up. We've got some open people over here, so if they don't have someone with them, unless you're waiting for somebody to give your specific word. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
progress. We celebrate the progress. We celebrate complete. We thank you. no longer legally blind. Full sight right now in Jesus' name. Check it again. Make sure I'm not getting too good. It's getting really good, actually. I'm not going to lie. I know. It's a stigmatism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good, bro. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right now. Thank you, God. <laughs> Let me know if you begin to feel anything, too. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, restore all things right now. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Check it again. Check it again. Check it again. Be honest. You serious? Could you read that before? I couldn't read the first and the best. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's not perfect. That's no, it's better. fine, but it's just notably it's progressive. Notably better. Okay, now both eyes. Do it with both eyes, because I know sometimes like one of them. Well, I, this eye's always been good. So okay, this what one, does it, affect, does one being good and the other one not being good? It, make it just defaults longer? to this one. So okay, that's fine. I can okay. see with both. Okay, but you're seeing? But I'm seeing better. Okay, okay, come on. All right, yeah, so I'm just going to keep going if you're good. So, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this eye. Thank you that you make all things new. I thank you that it's not... It's not been this way so long that you can't fix it. I thank you that you accomplish these things by your spirit. Hallelujah. I focus and function right now in Jesus' name. All right. Check it again. We'll try some even when you're done. Step further back. Oh, let's see. I need something different. Do you want maybe the sign? Yeah. Um, let's do this. Close, close your, um, your, your other eye. Yeah, close your good eye. 
Yeah, so I want you to know what it says ahead of time. Tell me if you can read any of that. Um, and would you be able to read at this distance one eye before? Yes, I could. I can't read it. Yes, it comes in and out. Okay, well, tell me when you can read it. It's a stigma that comes in and out. Yes, yeah, sir. And now it's, it's all gone. Okay, that's fine. I'm just trying to check because that's a different font. We're, it is. We're progressive. Yeah. But, like, I'm legit looking for this thing to happen. So we'll do it again. Okay. Thank you, God. Just, just relax. There's nothing you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy, it's easy. I be made whole in the name of Jesus. Total restoration. I know. I'll give it a shot again. Read what you can read. Yeah. What about down low? Okay. That's fine. What I want you to do is hang out. All right. Okay. So, uh, on a scale of one to ten, where was it before and where is it now? Because you said there was a notable progression. I want an honest evaluation, but you said there was. Scale one to ten. If it was a one, I feel like it's gotten up to. So 10, 10 is the worst, 1 is or sorry, 1 is the worst, 10 is the best. Yeah. So, well, yeah, 10 is the worst, 1 is the best. Right. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I got flipped on you. That's fine. No, you're good. A couple steps better. Yeah, a couple steps better. Okay, so we're seeing progress. That's really good, considering from birth it's been an issue, right? So, um, has there been another time where you can say you've seen that good out of that eye? You know? Okay. So you're seeing something. So by nature, you're seeing Just for the sake of wanting to keep you in a state of rest because it like it gets it's nerve-wracking you definitely with your whole life so you there's a lot of feelings to do. I'm just gonna let you chill for a second and I'll pray for you later just because I want you to see it's not based on how bad you want it it's not based on how hard you pray it's simply what God is doing in your eyes so we're seeing clarity come to your eye you've been legally blind with stigmatism is what you said yeah the eyes are okay. okay and I'm just gonna speak it out into the atmosphere because he started it um, and I'm, I'm gonna make an accurate statement about it and we'll watch the Lord begin to do things, okay? You're good. Hang out. Just rest in the presence of God. There's some legit things happening in the room right now. And some, if, if you find yourself hitting an impasse, you just kind of change it up a little bit. The Word of God doesn't shift based off what I'm seeing in front of my eyes. I will not be moved by things that seem like they're not moving. I will press in. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you speak to a mountain and say, Be thou removed, cast into the sea. So... We have some significant things shifting in the room, not speaking from a place of hype or building things up. But we've got somebody who's been legally blind since birth. Their eye is clearing up notably. That's a really big deal. God is doing things in this place. 
I want to acknowledge that this is the norm and this is the reality. I felt so strongly that there was somebody in here that was was a dancer and like God had had that in your heart and you don't dance like the way that you used to dance. And I felt like God is just reminding you of, of something um, that he placed on your life. If that resounds with you. I'd like to talk to you at some point in the night. But like you were a dancer and you don't dance anymore. It's almost like you got the wind knocked out of you and you kind of like, well, this is just foolish at this point in the game. I don't need to dance anymore. But there's a beautiful expression of worship coming uh, in and through that again. I saw a fresh wind of the Lord on you. Some of you, the Lord is actually shifting the deepest places of your heart uh, where you've stepped into this place of uh, passivity. And it's like, well, it'll either happen or it won't. But it's like a pursuit of it is not there anymore. I actually see the Lord uh, putting an ache in your heart to see the kingdom come again. That like at all costs, you will press in and you will see it. It's not okay to live vicariously through other people, but you'll lean in and you'll press into the kingdom. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I think that we're where the Lord wants us to be right now. You know, sometimes it's really funny because I could preach a really polished message and you could say, oh, that was great and that was wonderful. And maybe from heaven's perspective, that wasn't his, it wasn't what he wanted. And sometimes it can look like, man, that was a train wreck, but God broke through some things. I really feel like God's breaking through some things tonight, like legitimately on a deep core level for a lot of people. And if that means I got to look strange, I'm cool with that. And if that means that maybe I don't look like I know what I'm doing, I got news for you. I don't know what I'm doing. So I never did, not even from the jump. But I believe God's moving. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it here. And when you feel the need to wrap it up, uh, you can, but I just feel like there's a sweet presence of the Lord resting in this place. And even the Lord doing some work deep in your heart. Do not get into striving. Do not get into works. You don't earn your healing. He heals and we simply receive. But I would encourage you to tap back into a place of, you know, the joy of your salvation, the hour you first believed before you got really disappointed, before you got brokenhearted and didn't see your miracle or your breakthrough. That same level of faith. The Lord's like restoring the joy of salvation that hour that you first believed. And he's, I feel like he's challenging a lot of people to like step out again. Say, well, what would it look like if I was full flame? What would it look like if I wasn't like hiding behind insecurities? What would it look like? Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a gentle invitation. It's not a rebuke at all. God's doing things. But I bless you. Uh, just if you're out there, put your arms out like you're receiving something. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would visit them as they sleep tonight. Visit them as they rest. Spirit of revelation, according to the wisdom and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Would you show yourself strong and mighty? Would you restore that joy of salvation, that first love experience? God, I bless. God, I bless. God, I bless. God, I bless what you're doing. In Jesus' name, continue to move in this place. In Jesus' name.
keep it to the, um, I'll keep it to the I got it. Yep.
everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah, and I will watch the darkness flee. Oh, I raise a hallelujah in the middle of a mystery. I raise a hallelujah. Fear you lost your hold on me. Now we're going to sing. Oh, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Oh, louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Oh, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Oh, louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Oh, I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. Louder than the unbelief, I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody, I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me there's still time to get prayer and pray for another we're going to pray um, just together because um, I know many of you need to go and if you need to go now go ahead we're going to sing one more song and then pray together and just bless this time man I just want to encourage you as we're leaving encourage somebody encouragement is the gift of the spirit we don't utilize it enough encourage somebody encourage somebody what God's doing. He's good. He's good. He's good. Amen. He's good. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. And his banner over me is love, his love. I am my beloved. I am my beloved's and he is mine. I am my beloved's and he is mine. 
I am my beloved's and he is mine. I am my beloved's and he is mine. Head is banner over me. We can feel, we can feel the love of God in this place. We believe your goodness. We receive your grace. We delight ourselves at your table, oh God. You do all things well. Just look at our lives. He's been over you. His banner over you, his banner over me, his banner over us. It is love, love, love. His banner over you, his banner over me, his banner over us. His banner over you, his banner over you, his banner over me, his banner over us. It is love. We can feel, we can feel the love of God in this place. We believe your goodness. We receive your grace. We delight ourselves at your table, oh God. You do all things well. Just look at our lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Justin. Good word all day. Good word all day. We're going to be faithful stewards of it, too. Not just hearers, but doers. Yeah. Would you pray with me? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory <laughs> forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Encourage one another. The table's open too uh, while you've got a chance. While you've got a chance before things sell out. Amen. God bless you.